Hello everyone, and here are your FET news for this week. Join host Andrew Fretz every Thursday for Fretz Education Thoughts, where he discusses his own opinions and thoughts about the topics on future educators talk and what's happening around the world. Follow and subscribe to my own podcast, Damien Talks Education, everywhere you stream your podcast at. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. New episodes of Future Edge Cares Talk drops on Thursdays. So follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. Follow Future Edge Cares Talk on social media. You can go to facebook.com slash future talk and like our page on Instagram at Future Educators Talk and on Twitter at Future Ed Talk. So follow our podcast and follow your host of Future Educators Talk on social media. You can follow me, Damian Anderson, on Instagram at Anderson, and on Twitter at underscore Damian Anderson. You can follow Andrew Fret on Instagram at it's Andrew Fret and on Twitter at Darren underscore Fret. And you can follow KJ Johnson the second on Instagram and Twitter at KJ Johnson II. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Future Edge Hairs Talk, and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode of our video version episodes that we upload. Also, you can now listen to past episodes of our show on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms that we are located on. Now sit back and relax because a new episode of Future Edge Cares Talk is starting now. What's going on, everybody? It's KJ here, letting you know that if you have any questions or concerns about Future Educators Talk, stories to share, feedback to make our podcast better, reactions to the topics that we discuss, jokes to tell, or you would like someone for the co-host to interview, please let us know by direct messaging us on Instagram at Future Educators Talk, emailing us at futureeducatorstalk at gmail.com, or sending in a voice message to us by going to anchor.fm slash futureedtalk. Click on the message tab to where you can record your question to us. Once again, we thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. And we cannot wait for you to tune in for season four. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... Another episode of Future Educators Talk. I am your co-host, Damian Anderson. And I'm Andrew Fred. And as you can see or hear, if you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, but if you're watching this on YouTube, as you can see, KJ is not with us today. But don't you worry, though. He'll be back for, uh, he'll be back for another episode. Yes. Yes, he will. So today, you guys, um, 
there's no topic for today, which means we are interviewing um, a person today. And this person here, we had on back for our first season of Future Educators Talk. And yes. we wanted this person back on um, to see how this person has been doing since they last visited us last year um, for season one. So I'm very happy that this person agreed to come back on. I'm so very happy and excited. So, yeah. Right. So in case y'all didn't know who it was or y'all need a little refresher, uh, she's a teacher at Cedar Creek Middle School in Youngsville, North Carolina. She's a, a I believe, a volleyball coach as well. Uh, amazing, amazing. I've heard great things on Twitter. Uh especially between her and Mr. Gumpton. So them two are the, are the good teachers, especially on Twitter. Uh, but without further ado, let us welcome back to the one and only Miss Mrs. Hopkins. Back to the podcast. Yes. And while she is joining us at this moment, can't hear y'all. Hello, Miss Hopkins. How are you doing? Testing, test one, two, three, testing. Can you hear us now, Miss Hopkins? Okay, she cannot hear all. Zoom uh, is a perfect. Everybody, all right. Everybody's clear. Great. Can you hear me, Mrs. Hopkins? I fixed it. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. So, like I said before, welcome back to the podcast. This is Hopkins. It has been a year. Can't you believe it? It's been a year since you have first visited Fisher Educators Talk. And uh, here we are, one year later. It doesn't feel like a year. It also feels <laughs> like seven years. Oh, um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been doing since you last visit us? Well, um, I no longer teach math, I teach science, but I'm still in sixth grade um, in my same room. I'm actually in my classroom right now. Um, and I have not new teammates on my team, but I have a new partner that is new, not just to Cedar Creek, but brand new to teaching. She was a TA and went back to get her degree. And not only is it her first year teaching, but she also has never done distance learning before. So everything is new. Um, so that's been kind of a fun challenge to figure out how to help from a distance, someone who's completely brand new to a subject that I'm kind of brand new to as well. <laughs> 
know, y'all kind of have to learn or have to reach one another because again, you're teaching a new subject. She's a first year teacher as well. So it's going to be, take some time, take some learning time. Yeah. Thank goodness I've taught science before, just not in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And our first unit is space, which is my favorite. So (laughs) it's been really fun, especially teaching new technology to someone that's new, like how to do all of this distance learning, which I love, like I'm, I'm into it, but when you're new, everything is scary. So I've been trying to gently lead her into the ways of digital learning. Everything is so new right now during this time. Um, So here's my, well, not a question, but to our new listeners out there, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, Well, I'm Kenitha Hopkins. I teach in Franklin County at Cedar Creek Middle School in Youngsville, North Carolina. And I'm originally from East Tennessee, from a little tiny town called Churchill that no one knows about. And I have wanted to be a teacher since at least I was in kindergarten. Uh, My mom has a journal from first grade, like when you very first start learning how to write incomplete sentences about topics. And it said, what is your goal? And my, uh, for being a grown up, and my goal was to live in a log cabin and to be a teacher. I do not live in a log cabin, uh, but maybe someday that part will happen. I graduated high school, like top 10% of my class, went to a couple different colleges. I started at community college and I am a huge proponent for community college first because it's really easy to get into and not, I don't mean like academically, like you literally go to your community school. It's nice to save money and you get all of your core classes for cheaper and it's fantastic education. I have not seen a community college that does not prepare like none other. Um, And then I finally ended up graduating from East Tennessee State University in 2009 Funny story, I graduated on May 9th, 2009 and got married May 29th, 2009. And then we lived in Kentucky for a year. And then when we moved here in North Carolina, I got hired in 2011. We moved here in 2010 and got hired in 2011 to teach third grade math and science at Lewisburg Elementary, which made my family laugh really hard because I had always been such a poor math student because it just did not make sense to me. But I think that that's why I was such a good math teacher is because I knew, I would tell the kids all the time, I already know what mistakes you're gonna make because I've already made all of them myself. Um, And I'm trying to keep you from making the same ones that I did. And then, so I taught third grade for three years in Lewisburg. I moved to fifth grade at Longmill Elementary and taught math and science for three years. And this is now my fourth year at Cedar Creek Middle and I'm not teaching math anymore, just science. And that's it. <laughs> oh, got a got a whole teaching resume right there. Oh yeah, and that's not even on my leadership stuff. That's just the the quick overview of how I got here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> more, even more. Um, well, well, well. 
my goodness, uh, you know, uh, Franklin County, uh, proud uh, graduated from Franklin County. So right in your area, well, I'm not in Franklin County right now, but <laughs> in Franklin County, uh, I think two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So yeah, I do miss Franklin County. Um, let's, let's just hop right into these questions that we have for you today. Um, first and foremost, which is the biggest question that we all have, is what inspired you to teach? I really think that I was born to be a teacher. The longer that I work in education, especially, I have a heart for beginning teachers anyway. So seeing new people come into the profession, I feel like I have a knack for just knowing, like, some people choose to be a teacher. And that is fantastic. But there are some people who are absolutely just born to teach and it has been part of them for their entire life. And that's just how I am. I have a heart for giving, not like helping others get knowledge, no matter if it's academic or life skills. Like I've even taught, I've taught Sunday school. I've been involved with church and mission work and things like that. I just really like, I've always been a helper. So I think that's really where it started. But when I knew the kind of teacher I wanted to be like, I was in eighth grade and I had fantastic teachers. I was so lucky all through school uh, up until I graduated high school. Like my teachers were wonderful people and wonderful educators and they really inspired me. But specifically in eighth grade, I had two teachers. One of them was my social studies teacher, Coach Wells. Coach Charles Wells, uh, he was a Vietnam veteran. He was local football legend and coach and a wonderful man. And up until eighth grade, I never spoke out in class. I would barely raise my hand and I was extremely smart. Like I knew my stuff. I was a great student, but I was incredibly shy and did not, I thought that by asking questions, I was bothering the teacher and that I did not want to do that. I was such an authority pleaser and I just wanted to make my teachers happy and I was afraid that me being confused would not make them happy. So I never talked and I did my work and kept my head down and was sweet and kind and silent. And then in eighth grade, Coach Wells, first of all, he called me Connecticut on the first day and to pick on me about my name. And it just kind of all started from there. Like he became, he is still, always on my mind when I teach because he is the one that got me out of my shell. He found out that I wrote uh, stories and poetry and told me that my words were important and people needed to hear what I had to say because what I had to say was worthy and I was a worthy person and I had something that the world needed to hear and to learn from. And like I'm getting <laughs> full body chills thinking about this man right now because he changed my life. Um, my other teacher that same year that made me know what kind of teacher I wanted to be was Miss Mary Ladd. She was my ELA teacher and ELA was my jam. She saw things in me that other people, not that they didn't see, but she knew I was reading well above grade level and encouraged me to check out college level, high school level, college level books and would ask me questions about them and would ask me about the stories that I was writing because she wanted 
to encourage that in me. And both of them were, they had that kind of classroom management that you want to have, like is the goal for teaching. Neither of them had to say a word. They, they could almost feel the vibes in the classroom and change them without saying anything. Like their facial expression could change and it would change the vibe in the room. And I never heard Miss Ladd raise her voice. Coach Wells' voice was always loud because <laughs> he was a coach. But I don't think I ever heard Miss Ladd raise her voice or change her tone. She was so even and calm, but you knew what she wanted from you and she could get it out of kids. She could get work out of any kids. I, I had some friends that were boys that were incredibly lazy and they would work for Miss Ladd. <laughs> so those, those two are like the catalyst for what I was born to do. They kind of lit the fire. And me and Andrew, we kind of talk. We kind of talk about that yesterday in our upcoming episode of Future Educators Talk um, about teachers' attitude and about their their tone and yelling. Um, I I believe that teachers should not yell um, at their students because I don't I don't think that's that's like right. That's not fits for a teacher to do. You're supposed to be gentle with them and nice. And if you start yelling, then I feel that that's gonna, that's putting more pressure onto them, adding more stress. Um, so I'm glad you had that teacher that, you know, was very toned. Um, and all teachers should be like that. All teachers should. Um, so my next question for you, Ms. Hopkins, is since you are a teacher, how would you like to be remembered as a teacher once you retire? How would you, people around you, to see how would you like to be remembered by people around you and by your students that you have? That question's got me feeling some kind of way. <laughs> um, I. I know I'm, I'm, I just talked about classroom management, but I tell my students every year, once you're mine, you're always mine. Once you're my student, and I tell it to their families too, because they're, they're mine too. <laughs> once you're mine, you're always my student. I don't care what grade you're in. I don't care where you go, what you do. I love you and care about you. So I will always be there for you. There is nothing, first of all, there's nothing you can tell me that would surprise me. Um, because I'm old and I've lived a long time and there's nothing you can do that would take away my love and care for you. I might not like you sometimes because of the choices that you're making, but I will never not love you. And I, I've taught long enough in the county now that I'm starting to get repeats in families. Like I've had my, my oldest class right now, they're seniors at Lewisburg High School um, if they end up listening, hello, my little ladies that are not babies anymore, but I've taught long enough now to get siblings and cousins. And I used to have the tradition before all of this started that at the end of the, every single year, no matter what grade I taught, I wrote, I call them love notes to my kids. And I told them 
I would use their full name because that's the thing with me. Like I like knowing my kid's whole name, knowing how to pronounce it, where it came from, all of that. I would use their full name and I would tell them all of the like mushy, way too encouraging things that I had thought about them all year long. Um, and the goals that I had for them and the things that I wanted for them and how I could see them because teachers have superpowers. You can see the kid in front of you and you can see the adult they're going to be. And I would tell them about that. I would tell them how I saw them and the good things in their heart and in their work. And we would all just have like a big emotional moment. And one of my boys that I gave in fifth grade, one of these love letters, I have his little brother, his middle brother, his little little brother is still in elementary school. And he sent me an email to tell me he still had that note on his wall and he would read it still. He's a sophomore, junior um, in high school now. Like he's going to be 18 this school year. And to know, I'm not gonna cry, um, to know that one of my kids still has that note and still reads, not just has it, still reads it, that touches my heart. And to know that the the bonds that I have, like I have some of my high schoolers like asking me for math help, um, asking me about life help, like that's how I want to be remembered. Like I, I tell my kids every year at the beginning of the year, I want you to be good students, but first and foremost, I want you to be a better version of yourself leaving my class than you came into my class. Like, I want you to be a good person before you're a good student or a good athlete um, to be the best version of yourself. And that's that's what I want to be remembered for, is that I believe in my kids and I love my kids and that I wanted them to do incredible things with their life. Whew, that was... <laughs> That was, that, that was, yeah. Mm. Let's just, mm, let's just, <laughs> that's the tweet. You're coming to my TED talk. Um, y'all, um, mm, Damien, <laughs> Damien, uh, um, so. Um, so, oh, man. yeah, that was touching there. Um, and, you know, and, and, and this is why teachers really care about their students. Okay. There's, I don't know what to say, really, <laughs> because we have this, uh, there are no words. I'm struggling. I am struggling right now to say something right now about this. Like, I, I don't even know. <sighs> um, so, um, since you're a teacher, why do you think that education is so important to so many people and to you, of course? Why do you think that? Education is not just about academics. It's about knowledge. And if you are uninformed, 
just in general, uninformed about the world, uninformed about history. Like you all hear the, the phrase, like um, if you don't know your history, like you're doomed to repeat it. Knowledge is what changes things for individual people, for families, for countries. Um, I just finished teaching, so I'm teaching science or space right now in science. And we talked about how for over 1500 years, people believed that the earth was the center of the solar system, like a geocentric system. And now we know that it's not, and it changed everything. Like that's even in the words solar system, we say solar system because the sun is in the center and that's not how it's always been. So knowledge is what changes everything. I'm a first generation college graduate in my family. And once, I'm not saying that like I, me going is what inspired my cousins to go, but me as the first one, now my cousin that's the right under me is a college graduate and has her nurse, oh, she's um, in radiography. Like me deciding to go to college, I feel like changed my family because I pursued knowledge. Um, if you think about everything that's going on in the world right now, like just the things that are going on in our country um, and not to bring up controversial things, but I think that it's necessary to talk about controversial things when you talk about education, like education is political. If you look at the change that is happening in our country with just basic human rights, and what it means to be a person and to be worthy of being respected and and not killed <laughs> um it's knowledge because i know people who would never have been part of the black lives matter movement because they were never exposed to anything they, they didn't know why there was a reason for it but knowledge and education changed that and has changed our country um, the way we look, even look at like Christopher Columbus, you know, everyone used to, when I was growing up, like in 1492, uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, like that's all we learn. Knowledge just changes everything. And if you do not have the opportunity to obtain knowledge, then you're held back, even if you don't realize it. I just want people that I care about to be informed about things. <laughs> Right. To know your facts. Yes. Get the receipts. She said it. Get the receipts. Get, get the receipts. Uh, Damien, you have something to say? Because you are about to step out real quick. So I'm, I'm trying to get you in before you step out real quick. Um, no, um, really. But... Um, she basically answered all my questions that I have for her and then I know that you will take over for me but before I leave I just want to say to you Ms. Hopkins um, thank you so much for agreeing to come back on to Future Educators Talk um, it was a pleasure to have you 
um, join us in season one with a topic that we had and to now we're interviewing you. Um, it's great to get to know you um, a little much better and what you do as a teacher. So I just want to say thank you so much. Thank and you. hopefully we can have you back on soon. Yeah, anytime. All right, so now I'm going to hand it over to you, Andrew. All right, so I'm taking over the reins. Um, so good luck to you, Damien, and I hope uh, I'll tell you all the all the good stories that Ms. Hopkins have to tell. So I'm yes. pretty she got some stories up, up up on her sleeve to tell. So yes, I'll, I'll, I'll text you to you. All right, see you later, Ms. Hopkins. Bye. All right. Don't just listen to future educators talk on your smartphone. Continue the conversation online. Like us on Facebook. Be a part of our conversation by telling us what you think of our episodes. Join us on Instagram for behind the scenes content. Follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with what's happening on our podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss future episodes. And beyond. It's you who keeps future educators talk going. So like, comment, share, subscribe, review, and connect everywhere with us. You get social. So let's listen together.